now recording. Um, we are live on the Arab News Facebook page. Hi, everybody. This is Ray Hanania, and uh, this is the Ray Hanania Show. That's the way they wanted to dub it. So, uh, honestly, I did not ask them to do that, but that's the way they did it. Um, and we are broadcasting live on the Arab News Facebook page, uh, which has a lot of followers, and we're very happy to be there. Um, we got a great panel of experts and a co-moderator with me, a, a veteran a journalist, uh, Ifram Kosafi. Um, Ifram, you got to say hello so that everybody knows who you are. There you go. He's nodding. Great guy. Uh, we have uh, Ed Gabriel. He is a former ambassador uh, for uh, the U.S. to Morocco, and now he's uh, with the Arab uh, ta uh, American Task Force on Lebanon. We have uh, Dahlia Al-Akidi, who is a uh, conservative writer and uh, former candidate for Congress in Minnesota. Dahlia, welcome. Thank you. And we have Jeff Davis, who is the uh, president of uh, Victory Media in here in the Midwest, and he runs a lot of uh, election campaigns for congressional candidates and uh, others and does a great job of uh, analyzing data. So let me turn it over to my co-moderator, Ifram, and why don't we throw out the first question to all of our guests, and uh, we'll start there. And direct it to each person so that we can, uh, you know, we'll go around the clock so that we can uh, avoid uh, stepping on each other a little bit. How's that? I mean, like inter <laughs> interrupting in the debate, you don't. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm going to turn off your mic. They have That's the true. mute button. You, have the mute button. <laughs> you know what? I do have the mute button. Let's see how that yeah. works. That's my first question for everyone. Did you think <laughs> the mute button worked this time? Is this a, a completely different debate than the one we saw three weeks ago? And, you know, the usual question, we're always curious to know what you guys thought like what was your what struck you what was most striking to you in the debate and who do you think won maybe we start with dahlia oh thank you um thank you so much for having me and good evening everybody um uh, i think we all won this evening we had a great debate we got to hear more from both candidates i truly believe that I don't think that the mute button was used, um, not that I know of, but you guys have it now <laughs> and, and, and we'll try it. I truly believe that President Trump this time was cool, calm and collected and uh, he hit the key points that he wanted to do and President Trump today or this evening did what the majority of mainstream media, all the mainstream media uh, journalists didn't do to question Joe Biden about Hunter's emails and about his um, involvement with the Ukraine and China, which was very important. Sadly, uh, Biden did not answer it and he went straight to the tax return. Um, this was a great point and I truly believe that President Trump won tonight. And we all want tonight. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff Davis. Oh, okay. So, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, uh, I think as far as the mute button, I, I misunderstood it, I think, the way it was supposed to be work, worked. So my understanding was that it was uh, 
they had two minutes uninterrupted for the first two sections of the questions. Then the, the microphones were opened up because you would see sometimes actually Joe talking, uh, uh, Vice President Biden talking when Trump was talking and vice versa, but it was in the second part of their sections of uh, those questions. Because at one point I thought, well, why is that on? So went back and looked at the rules. It was really the first two minutes of each question were un uninterrupted. Um, as far as overall, I think, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, the first debate, everyone complained about the interrupting and the fighting. And I think uh, everyone was looking for the president to kind of go turn up the heat again tonight. And um, I think I can say tonight he was presidential. He was calm for the most part. He listened. He let Joe speak. Um, and I think went long in there before they started really going back and forth. I think there was some very key spots in this debate. Um, while the hot topic is uh, Hunter Biden uh, this week, I actually think there were two uh, messages that will definitely be race changing in this race. So, and it actually, both of them are going to hurt Joe Biden. One, he never answered who built the cages. And you're going to see all the pictures of the cages. You can, it was a simple question. He didn't answer it. He avoided it. You can see the pictures of the cages. They have a, the latest picture of, uh, I think, sec the Secretary of Homeland Security. Uh, I think it's Jay Johnson. Uh, those photos are already uh, circulating. That's one that, that kind of pushes back against that narrative of the racial things against the president. Um, so that's why it helps the president versus Biden. And then two, at the very end, uh, Joe Biden basically said he was going to shut down the oil industry and he was going to move away from subsidies and away from the oil industry. And that will hurt badly in Pennsylvania. And in the end, uh, it's going to come down to the targeted states. And that will, I think, play a role in, in the Pennsylvania race for the last two weeks. So given that's scenario i believe the president won tonight sorry i was a little long-winded <laughs> uh, ed do you want to comment yes sure um so i think uh, as dahlia said um it was a good uh, debate uh, in the sense that the american people got to hear um both uh, candidates um uh, present their policies um, I think that um, I, I don't think the needle moved as much as um, Jeff would suggest. Um, I really believe that um, uh, Trump has probably solidified his base. Um, he has never been much above 46%. I don't know if you were going to see that rise after this debate. What, what had to happen tonight, in my opinion, 
was a knockout um, for Trump. And um, for me, I saw it as uh, a draw, if you look at it in, from one set of eyes, or a win, depending on what set of eyes you're looking at it. Uh, on the one hand, you mentioned the cages. Uh, I thought that um, uh, Vice President Trump um, uh, actually trumped uh, uh, Vice President uh, Biden trumped uh, the president uh, with the 500 children uh, homeless. That really caught America's attention, and uh, the um, the 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 reaction uh, uh, by some of the network uh, networks following people's reaction went really high. So I think that was um, that was um, taken out of. Uh, I think that 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 was hurt uh, by the 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 uh, children. Uh, reaction. I think on the oil industry, uh, yes, I think you could, um, depending how they play this in the coming week, uh, it could be taken out of context. Um, because you'll remember that Joe Biden says he sees it as a transition uh, industry uh, to a newer, brighter uh, job future. Um, I don't know how that's going to play in uh, Pennsylvania, but I think what was more important is that he keeps playing down the fracking issue. It's clear on fracking. And I think that was that's most important to the people of uh, Pennsylvania. And when you say he did not answer the Hunter Biden uh, charge, he did. He called it malarkey, quote, malarkey. And, um, and actually the FBI two days ago uh, said, this is not a, 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 an investigation against Hunter anymore. It's against Giuliani. So uh, that that was you know, and, and that'll play out. In I the didn't hear that. He called it malarkey. So he did call it malarkey, but um, he they keep trying to switch the focus, and they try and start talking that it's a you know Russia kind of infiltration. The bottom line is they have Hunter Biden's hard drive. They have his computer. They have his laptop. So the question is, is the laptop his? The question is, is it a plant by Russia or not? The FBI. Oh, the FBI is looking into it, right? The FBI has it. Let's not look. You can we can play with fake news with with Trump, but among us as friends, let's tell the truth. I I I, I posed the question. I didn't say a truth. I I, 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 do, I would say that if if the if the laptop was not Hunter's, why would Hunter's lawyers send a letter to the owner or an email to the owner asking uh, for this laptop? I'm, you, know, I'm, you know what you're what you're seeing is the potential of a real Russian move here, and what the FBI is looking at now is any of this true. Obviously, the TV stations that you watch are pushing that narrative out. But what I am reading about the FBI now is who is behind this, why did it surface like this, and they are not convinced at this point that this has to, this is Hunter's uh, computer. In fact, they're now questioning what role did Giuliani have in this this uh, mess. So. I think we should so just let, let's start. Let's start with one thing first. Okay. We have to determine whether it is actually Hunter Biden's computer or not. 
that's not been determined by it, you're saying it hasn't been determined by the FBI. Has it been determined by anyone else? Um, so let's just say the jury's out. But guess what? Joe Biden could have answered that question and said, it's not his computer. Not his email. But he, has, but he hasn't done that. So I, I will tell you, they've been five days. So now malarkey is the whole kind of just the thing. It's been five or six days where he's they haven't been. He's been locked down away. We had this lid for the last five days. They could have softened the thing. Communication-wise, the Biden campaign is really messing up. If that's not his computer, they should have come out and said it and made it clear. It's easy to say if it's not his computer. So I'm not saying it is, but neither. They're not saying yeah, it's not. I, I think what you should wait, wait for, Jeff, is the next few days as the FBI comes out with some information on what they're looking at. But why couldn't, why couldn't When was Joe that? November, what, what, what would that because, be? November 4th? Because, because I think right now, yeah. I know, I hope not. It's up to the FBI. If you think the FBI is, you know, um, acting nefarious, you should say that. I trust the FBI. So I think you got to give them a couple of days to come out with the truth of this matter. And actually, they are talking to all parties, and, and the parties don't need to talk to the press until the FBI determines the truth of this matter. But I think it's going to have quite an amazing reaction when they do come out with it. You think that Hunter Biden took some computer to a guy who opened it up? Oh, I, I agree. I agree with you that it, 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 it sounds, I mean... I, well, maybe I, he was high. He doesn't I, even listen, remember where he, where, I, where he yeah, put his laptop. I agree with Ray, the same can we thing. bring this back to... Uh, well, uh, I was going to say, I was going to say... conversation. I no, we're, we're, we're going to stay now civil. High. All right, well, Come listen, on. we're going to stay... Gonna talk, you know, are we going to act like Trump or are we going to act like civilized people? We're we're gonna we, be we, we, we know that there is a laptop, even if the laptop wasn't his. We know that there are emails that were sent to but, and from Hunter Biden. And, and it, in these emails, there are references to the big guy and, and to deals and millions of, of dollars. And, and uh, aren't we doing, though, aren't we, sent. aren't we the doing, though, is. No, uh, just one second. The question is, since the, the whole story broke out, the, since the, the whole, okay, right. since the, the whole, the whole story broke is the out, purpose of tonight, why no. did not put two people on to go after? No, uh, no. Hunter, it, and that's what. Let me interrupt. Let me interrupt everybody and just say that. Let me interrupt everybody and say that this what we're hard. doing, right? But what we're doing, what we're doing tonight, is what was not done during the debate. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't see a winner on either side who rose up above the other person. What I saw were two candidates that defined themselves in their own context. I saw Biden make some, you know, he defined the issues as he saw them. Trump defined the issues as, as he saw them. They never really clashed that much. There was some. But this debate that we're having we never, they never got into it. They, were, they touched on it during the debate, but I, I think the majority of people that were watching it aren't going to get into this issue of Hunter Biden the way we are. 
I don't think that they see that issue as significantly as as we do because we're insiders in politics, right? Well, that's just, what we're going to do. Just to, let's be clear. I pointed out in my first analysis that it wasn't the most important part of the debate right. tonight. You did say that. I pointed the two policy things that I thought was more which important. Which is dangerous. Which is dangerous. My only question is, why did not Vice President Biden say that these emails are wrong or this this didn't happen? We didn't hear that. We didn't hear any response, nor from him, nor from his campaign for the past six six days and this is dangerous but it, but yeah, i think yeah. it's a small i think it's a small part of this debate and and honestly this close to the election i i'm not sure that uh uh trump can make the hunter biden issue that significant in the remaining 10 days that's just my feeling but what i think happened was in the last debate at the last debate they clashed really tough they were in each other's face this debate, they kind of went to the other side a little bit. And I have to be honest, what stood out, right, Ephraim? What, what stood out in this debate? What really stood out for the what, American people, not us? Out, what, what stood out for me were two people um, that um, probably solidified their bases. Not much has moved. Um, I thought that um, uh, Trump was uh, filled with um, attacks. Um, and I thought Joe Biden was filled with answers. Um, but I don't think that matters. I don't think that Joe Biden moved Trump voters. And I don't think Trump moved Biden voters. Well, if from, do you think, let me ask you from how many people do you think there are, how many people do you think at this point are undecided? undecided? Yeah, there's, there's very, Jeff, very you small, would know, right? you would know better. Uh, what do you think? Three to five percent, maybe. Well, I don't think that much. Yeah, I, it sounds like these guys decided, don't you think, Ephraim, that they wanted to solidify their? They were talking to their their people, I think, weren't they? I think so. I think each candidate was talking to his own base. And here the question is: even though undecided voters uh, are shrinking by the day, as they say, like the pool of undecided voters, but. There are still undecided voters. And my question is, who do you think an undecided person would choose uh, of the two candidates tonight and why? The was, there any, was there any phrase that stood out that, during this split. 90 minutes? I think that the undecided voters are going to split. Um, I don't think it's going to have much of a, a movement. I think they're... There's a certain group of people in America that will like Joe Biden's answers, and he came prepared with answers. There's another group of people that will say that um, Trump acted presidential. Uh, he didn't act like last time. Uh, I liked what he had to say, and he, um, I like his attack on uh, Biden, and they, they, they will like that. So, but you know, what do the others think? Well, I think there's one issue that that um, they they talk about that Joe actually could hurt with his base, and that's the fracking. Yes. So he, you know, uh, AOC and those um, activists within the Democratic Party do not like fracking. They want to get rid of fracking, and um, I mean, even through the last debate, I think AOC tweeted out. Uh, fracking uh is bad and so 
some of that may actually hurt Joe in his own base. So while you yeah. say he they were playing to their base, and that's true, the fracking thing he is, he's really caught himself in a in a tight spot, um, in a in a sense that he has he's he's saying something different than a lot of his base. Um, I think a lot of that base in the end, uh, they're not going anywhere. Don't, I'm not trying to, to say because he said he's not going to get rid of fracking They're They're not going to all of a sudden wake up and vote for Donald Trump. Uh, the question is, you know, in the end, who is the most motivated base that turns out and, you know, in these different, I mean, millions and millions of dollars are being spent in these states that, you know, I, Ray and I, we live in a flyover state in Illinois. We don't even, we don't get to see half of the stuff. So, um, I, I, I think in the end it's a turnout. It'll be one at the margins and different places. It'll be interesting. I live in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I've seen firsthand what uh, riots and what uh, democratic local government and, and their uh, policies are doing to, um, to small businesses, are doing to, um, uh, to us. I mean, I live in downtown, and downtown, uh, as, as we speak, is a very, it became, sadly, it became a very dangerous uh, a place for now um, with our local government running and, and signing the defund the police. I, I believe that the fracking um, uh, was a bad point and basically uh, Biden's uh, uh, reaction on the oil uh, and energy industry was, was bad and it might hurt. Uh, some of the uh, uh, the voters, the undecided voters, definitely not his supporters, and, and um, basically he's saying, "I will destroy the energy industry," and and uh, many people will go out of uh, out of business. That's uh, out of work, and that's that's how it it sounded, um, and it will if, uh, it will it will affect him uh, in this way. Well, it's it's well, let's let's be exact if I may. You get two I, minutes, Ed. You get two minutes, Ed, and then we'll get a response. Put yourself, need two on, minutes. put yourself on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, not you, Dahlia. Uh, let me just say this. Um, first of all, he did not say he wanted to destroy the energy industry. Please be more exact when you describe things because I don't think that's fair to him, okay? Secondly, I do believe that he had um, uh, a lot of work to do on the issue of fracking and you're showing it. And so um, tomorrow morning, I'll tell you, uh, they'll be working very hard in Pennsylvania to explain their position on fracking across the state. You'll recall Harris was said it twice last week. We support fracking. Uh, Biden, the only time he has opposed fracking was on federal lands. And I'm saying this for the audience, not for you guys, and not to argue with you. I want the audience to know the truth. He has always been for fracking, except fracking on federal lands. And let me tell you what I think the big win, though, was uh, for him. And what I think his closing argument is, and that is he's the president 
of the United, he wants to be the president for all people of the United States, not just Republicans, not just Democrats, not just red uh, uh, mayors and not just blue mayors. He wants to be the president for all people, even uh, 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 Senator Graham. Even Senator Graham called him the finest man he's ever worked with, the finest man in the Senate. Even Lindsey Graham said that. So if we're going to get anywhere with in this country, moving forward, we're going to have to have a person who builds and brings us together and doesn't use the kind of language and rhetoric that causes the kind of arguments that we're having. And are we doing this because the candidates failed to do what they were supposed to do? We're actually arguing the cases that they were arguing. And honestly, I don't think President Trump did a good job of arguing his case. I thought his issues were blurred. Um, uh, Biden, I thought he was uh, using slogans and cliches, you know, and especially the one that I recall it being in Obama. We're not red states. I think I'm right. We're not red states. Yeah. We're not blue states. We're American that states. Obama's, that was yeah. from Obama's 2004 right. uh, convention right. speech on the Democratic convention. So that's we find that's Joe Biden, though. I no, don't no. care. What, I don't care how you say it. But anybody who knows Joe Biden knows that's who he is. Even Jeff, who I'm sure studies this, knows that that's Joe Biden. But what but I'm saying he, is... He, he tried to distance himself from, like, when he came uh, came up with Biden care. Basically, he was saying that Obamacare, he tried to distance himself from eight years of of Obama, Biden, and, and he admitted that it was just by saying it's the Biden care, he admitted that Obamacare did not work. Mm -hmm. You know, Do we agree you know, that I can't, I can't let that stand? You can't let comment <laughs> Ray stand when she says that there he is. was trashing Obamacare. What he's saying is that he wants to build on Obamacare with a public option for people who don't have Medicare and and in certain states. So how do you make for a stronger building on Medicare, a uh, building on a ACA Obamacare? How do you create the Biden care. So be exact. And those people oh. who want to keep their health care will keep it. I guarantee it. That's God. what he said. All right. Let me let me ask a new round of questions. Well, let me well, ask President Trump, there you go again, talking me, about other presidents. Let me go. Let me, Where are you? Jeff, you're four let, years. You're four years behind. Come let, on. It's, I think, it's 2020. I think the candidates put the burden on us to fight with each other and it, we shouldn't uh, let me ask another oh, set of questions <laughs> no no let me argue let me let me ask another set of questions there were seven big issues coronavirus national sec uh, 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 security there was health care there was the economy and employment immigration there was race in america let's go around the board with everybody do you see one of those issues that the candidates and dominated, you know, what did Biden dominate? What on what did Trump dominate on? Uh, coronavirus, national security, healthcare, economy, employment. Did something stand out with each? You know, and not a criticism of each, but where do you think they, if they did, maybe, you know, you don't think that uh, a candidate uh, 
did well on any of the issues, but on those issues, did one candidate do better than the other? Let, let's start with uh, Jeff Davis. <laughs> oh, you want to start with me? So, I want uh, calm. I, I want it to I, be I, calm. I that, those, that those big issues were Democratic issues, one. So uh, the, the coronavirus, I thought the president did handle himself well through uh, explaining uh, some of the stuff that went through. That was, you know, the beginning. I think the security issue, I think, was blurred. I don't think uh, on from either candidate. I don't think either one of them really did that well. Um, let's see. Healthcare. I, to be honest with you, the, the racial racial issues, I think Biden didn't really have anything to lose there. And I think the president did well uh, from a standpoint that, you know, he's been accused of of uh, supporting white supremacists and all that kind of stuff. And I think he really talked about programs that he has done and how he pushed back from a programmatic way instead of a normal kind of, uh, you know, not with facts instead of just trying to push back and, and, and say. So I, I thought for him, he did well. Um, climate change, you know, I, to be honest with you, I, I, uh, I thought it was, uh, kind of a snoozer for the most part, uh, until, until, uh, Joe Biden said he was going to phase out basically any help to the oil industry. And then it was, a a, a problem for him. All right, let's go around with Dahlia and then we'll go to Ed and uh, Ifran and I will probably throw something in, but go ahead, Dahlia. Um, well, the I issues, the corona, coronavirus, national security, healthcare, economy, employment, immigration, race in America, the ups and downs of each candidate. Would would you, are you going to give everything to Trump or do you give anything no, to Biden? No, Let no, me start no, out that no. way. <laughs> no. All right, go ahead. Um, um, I think with COVID, we've heard Trump over and over and over and over again. Um, uh, he stated exactly what he's done and uh, and uh, what his administration and uh, where it's 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 going. Um, economy was his um, strongest point because we've had a, a great economy prior to COVID and we're recovering with the unemployment rate going back. So that's his, uh, uh, his great point. And, and um, even though even Democrats, some of the Democrats would agree with him. Um, I truly believe that with, with uh, national security that Trump uh, should have been more specific and should have been more clear and especially about the latest reports about Iran and Russia, which is a national security threat that both candidates uh, were not. I mean, we, we've heard from both talks, but we did not hear uh, solid, solid uh, positions. Um, I thought President Trump had more. Uh, he should have done or he should have said uh, something more. Um um, Ed, what do you think? Well, uh, go ahead, Ed. Uh, it can't, let me just say, coronavirus. I think, I think Ed and I watched totally different 
debates. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, I, I that's what makes a good that, show. That's what makes a good show. I, Ed, I, I have to say that I, adm I admire uh, Dahlia's last answer. I thought she was very thoughtful in that answer um, as, okay. well as, okay. as well as well. Uh, let me just say this. Um, I think overall, um, Joe Biden had uh, programs that he talked about under each area. Uh, President Trump had rhetoric. Um, I thought one of the weakest points was on climate for Trump. Uh, I want a beautiful, uh, I want a beautiful, clean America. <laughs> what the heck is that? I mean, come on. And then he says, I want to plant trees. It, come on, wake up, America. I mean, that's what he said. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I mean, Jesus. I mean, God help us. And, and Joe Biden went through on the economic message. He went through point for point from infrastructure to the auto industry to uh, 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 to um, a clean new environment and the jobs it would bring. He was clear. Um, Trump did get some points in, but I thought that he was attacking too much in between his points and he didn't present clear programs. He presented bits and pieces along the way. So I forgot one line that I, that I thought it, it was a little bit early. We forget about the other things that, that the president gave, which I thought was fantastic. And it was actually in the area of security where, you know, uh, when they were talking about Ukraine and the president said, while he was selling pillows and sheets, I sold tank busters to Ukraine. And that refers to an Obama administration uh, procedure that they basically did sell only pillows and, and uh, blankets to Ukraine's uh, while they're fighting the Russians. And uh, the Trump administration came in and, sold them tank busters. Well, if I may add, uh, sorry, Ephraim and, and, and Ray, if I may add that if we've, if you've noticed the Twitter account, uh, Biden's Twitter account throughout the debate as if their campaign was doing the, the, the uh, damage control, that every time he says something that needs to be corrected or needs to be clarified, we'll see it on Biden's, uh, <laughs> and including yeah, fracking. Everyone we'll, does that, though. We'll everyone see does it. that. We'll see it. And that I just wish that it was more than uh, one hour and a half, if it was more, because you can see at the end, uh, Biden started losing his temper, started losing the common man a lot, and started losing his, uh, his a thoughts. A little. Uh, a uh, yeah, well, I mean, it was it was clear. So maybe uh, I don't know if it was two hours from if it was two no, hours I, um, something different. You, you, you Ed, don't a, say anything. <laughs> no, uh, you brought up some good points, Jeff, uh, about kind of one-liners. Um, you know, uh, I thought I thought uh, Vice President Biden got his punches in. You know, uh, the deadly stuff. Uh, uh, Trump calling this deadly stuff on February seventh. He knew about this for a long time proposing bleach as a cure. He brought that up. Falling in love with uh, the North Korean dictator. He made those points, and I think that they did resonate with the American audience. You mean Rocket Man? Rocket Man. And how do we know him as Rocket Man? From we, know, 
Yeah, Donald Trump yeah. is really good at, you know, uh, branding. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what he is? He's a, he's a snake oil salesman. That's what he is. If, and if these I'm, are not attacks. I never I'm, thought an ambassador, I would ever say that about a U.S. president. It hurts me. Listen, if I had to write the story on this debate, I do feel sorry for the uh, news reporters that have to write the story on this debate because there is no big story from it. Um, let me turn it to our the moderators. How did uh, uh, Chris and Welkin, Welkin do in comparison to, uh, uh, what was his name, Chris Wallace? How did he do? Wallace had to deal with much more contention. Chris and Welkin seemed... Chris, Chris, had more control over this, but isn't it because the candidates were more controlled? And because of the unmute button, I think the mute button, it really played a role in this debate. For the first time, we see Trump taking notes, really listening, preparing his, you know, we watched his facial expressions. Um, I think she did an amazing job, uh, you know, um, especially after she has been attacked all this week. Uh, you know, and he's been criticized as being biased for Biden and not an honest journalist. And, uh, you know, but I think she was pretty balanced. I don't know what other, what our guests think, Ed. I agree. Yeah. A good job. And it wasn't easy, as easy as you think. Um, both of them were ready to push the button several times and she had to control them, and she didn't embarrass either one of them when she did try to control them. She gave you know them the extra ten seconds when they demanded it. I thought she did a good job, and they asked for it. They I can change my opinion. Much better than the first yeah. one. That's no doubt. Much better than the first one. Yeah. Go ahead, Ed. You were saying something. I'm sorry. Well, Delia uh, says something in counter to mine. All right, I may change my opinions. All right, go ahead, Delia. <laughs> Dahlia's in Minnesota. You're in, in Washington, D.C., I think. So we're a safe distance here. Go ahead. I'm not in Washington. Well, not for long. Oh, I'm not for long. Washington. I'm on the eastern shore of Maryland uh, in okay. a small town called Royal Oak, Maryland. I consider that a suburb of Washington. I don't know. I have to... A couple hours. A couple hours. <laughs> it's away. the Ray rule. Yeah. Go ahead, well, Dahlia. Not, Go ahead, not Dahlia. for long. I'm going back to D.C. next month, so be careful. <laughs> well, make sure you reach out to Ed because the guy, you two guys are br brilliant. One the, once the election's over, uh, do you guys think the contention in the country, uh, if Trump wins or if Biden wins, are we going to get away from the divisiveness, you think, that's uh, hurting the country? Why don't you ask the real question when we think it's going to be over? It's, or, uh, uh, I truly believe it's, actually, go, it's going to be very hard. Because, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Delia. Uh, uh, sorry. I, uh, I truly believe uh, it's going to be very hard from both sides. If either Trump or Biden wins, none of the supporters would be uh, uh, would be satisfied. And in, in certain cities like Minneapolis or, or others, uh, um, it won't be something easy and it won't be something peaceful. And, and I've seen it firsthand that, yes, we've had uh, peaceful protests, but yes, we've had uh, uh, riots and we've had lootings and we've had crimes and, and the issue of defunding the police. And I'm not talking right now as a Republican. I'm talking as, as an American who's concerned about 
the public safety of our streets, the public safety of our schools and our children. Um, if we keep this narrative about the defunding the police and about, yes, there are problems, but the problems won't be solved by taking uh, and dismantling these uh, um, uh, these organizations like the uh, like the police. Let's say um, um, at the end, um, it's not a surprise that we all could sit and we all could talk and we all could joke and we all could have different views. That doesn't mean that we have to uh, hate each other or hurt each other. But uh, I wouldn't accuse one part or one side, but sadly now, if you're outside in the streets, if you're wearing a, a, a baseball cap saying MAGA or saying, um, you will get attacked or uh, from both sides. I'm not saying from one side, which is very, very sad that you we would get attacked in, in, in public for your opinion this is not the america i know this is not the america yeah. i came to 30 years ago but i hope that we'll get over our differences after after the elections regardless of the outcome and then we try to um, get close again and help uh, the future of our children and from both sides and we're no, I, uh, we're red states and blue states and will we ever be purple states well, I'm red. I will always be red. That doesn't mean anything. This, is not, this wasn't caused by Donald Trump. This problem was not caused by him. This started, this started in 1994 with the contract on America by Gingrich. And anybody who has studied this, this is not a political statement. Anybody who studied this will tell you that's when this division started. And it has grown through the years because neither side wants neither side wants to have the last word. They all or they all want to have the last word, and it has to stop at some point. However, why did this happen? I you know I grew up in upstate New York in, in the Rust Belt, much like Michigan. Uh, I lived in Erie, Pennsylvania. I know Erie. These people are disenfranchised. These people counted on America to help them. And they lost factory jobs, and a lot happened to them over the years. And the Democratic Party in the past abandoned them, and the Republican Party didn't help them either. And so we've had this splitting and this growing apart of each other. And I think that the these people that live between the two coasts really are just grappling for change. Who can we count on to change the world? And I'll just end on a pro-Biden comment. I really believe that Joe Biden has the ability to stop the rhetoric, to really bring the Congress together and have a conversation. And, and I have to say this, if he can't do it, I don't know of another person. He's almost the right person at the right time if he gets elected because he has the real ability to bring people together don't ask, don't ask me, ask Lindsey Graham, ask the Republican senators. I, I don't know if it'll happen, but my God, I hope to God, if he gets in, that's the one big attribute he has to bring our country together. Well, no, was what let's, have, let's, have, let's just let Jeff uh, answer that. And then uh, Ephraim, you have the final question and we'll kind of bring this 
to wrap up. Jeff, do you think that after the election, uh, either with Biden or Trump winning, that we'll actually see a, you know, a reduction in the heat underneath the the divide that exists in this country? Or is it just going to get I th- worse? I think if you see Trump win re-election, we will not see uh, the divide go away for a while, uh, if ever. Uh, and I want to say ever, I don't know really. It, it sounds too indefinite. Um, so that's probably not the right statement. Um, if Biden wins, um, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, he uh, he has been, he's, he's part of, professional Washington. So he does know the senators across the aisle. He does know Trump doesn't. He doesn't play by the rules. He does not play by uh, any of the rules that uh, these guys have have done. I mean, Joe Biden has been in Washington for 47 years. He should have uh, friends across both sides of the aisle. Trump just doesn't bring that to D.C. He didn't do it in the first four minute, uh, years, and he won't do it in the second four years. All right, Efren? If Biden wins, guys, do you think if he goes to Washington, he's going to find the Washington that we all are talking about? Or is Washington will always be altered by uh, Donald Trump? Is it going to be the same Washington he left four years ago? He's he's still in Washington, and he's 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 part of the the Washington elite. And and as Jeff said, Trump is an outsider when it comes to Washington, uh, when it comes to uh, the politicians in Washington. And that's why his supporters like him a lot. And that's why his supporters four years ago um, uh, voted for him. He's not the politically correct person and he speaks the language of millions that voted for him this is a this is a point that we cannot uh, overlook uh what biden and i agree with jeff um uh, uh, the, uh <laughs> what no i'm just making a joke um uh oh come on man I have to say it, (laughs) I'm getting used to. Um, um, The most important part, and I hope, and definitely Ed is is not gonna agree with me. I truly feel bad for the DNC and for the Democrats because that party, that decent party with decent politicians is being hijacked by the uh, far left, the radical left and the progressives. And if, if the politicians, the Democrats don't, wake up and don't save their own party, we're going to say goodbye to this party, sadly. Uh, this movement is is a very negative movement, not only on, 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 on America, it's on its own party. And I hope that the Democrats would realize that. Well, I agree with Dahlia on, on this point, but I want to expand it. Right now, the extremists on either end are not where America wants to be. You've got this Trumpist extremist and you've got these other uh, left-wing Democrat extremists. And America doesn't wanna be there. It wants to be in the middle. Um, To answer your question um, from, um, you know, I think that I'm not really sure what's what's gonna happen if, 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 
Biden were elected, the, the Washington he would come to, your question, um, I think that there is a change in Washington and it's not all bad. Some of it's good. Um, some of the China that was broken along the way gives us the opportunity to rethink. The question is, you know, will the, um, will the Senate and the House and the President wake up and realize they're in 1932 again? This is a very serious problem that America is going through. And they have to put their partisan divide aside and pull together uh, and say, look, right now we got to save America. America doesn't run on auto. It's going to take a lot of hard work, bipartisan hard work to find middle ground because that's what America wants. They want middle ground action, incremental change for the better. I happen to think, as Jeff seemed to indicate, and we don't know if it'll happen, but I happen to think that Joe Biden's the best man for that job. Well, well can I, I certainly disagree? Really indicate that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead, take the question. Yeah. A, nice, a nice spin, Ed. I like that. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. I, I, no, no, I wanna... don't need to answer. I, I, no, no, I, I mean uh, Ephraim's question. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Great. I love you guys. Come on, man. I love you. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, one final thing. Let me ask each of you. Uh, everybody, Ephraim and myself too, uh, if you had to summarize this whole debate uh, and what we just went through, how would you do that in a couple sentences? Uh, what would you say about this debate? I mean, what would be your conclusion? Um, let's start with uh, Ed first, and then we'll go around the circle to everybody. Go ahead, Ed. How would you summarize it? Start with uh, how Delia started, and that was America won tonight because it was a civil conversation. And I think that um, neither party, um, neither candidate um, can walk away saying they won. I think it was pretty much playing to their base and they protected their base. In that sense, I think it's better for Biden uh, because Trump needed a knockout. Jeff Davis. I want to go last. <laughs> I, I'm prepared for this question. You, you, you should have you should have said ladies first, and then I would have we right. wouldn't have to say that you weren't ready. Let's go to Dahlia then, if you want, Dahlia, if you want to. That what, what's the one if you had to summarize this whole thing tonight with the debate with our discussion? How would you summarize it? What do you think? I would say that President Trump is the president of the United States of America. And, and, and sadly, if it, it, you can hate Trump as much as you want, you can disrespect him. But any, uh, anything that, uh, that, that you say uh, or disrespect, you're disrespecting the office itself. You can hate him, but that doesn't mean that President Trump is not or hasn't been uh, doing good things for the uh, for America for the past four years. I'm very outrageous and appalled by the narrative that I've been hearing in mainstream media that what if uh, Trump doesn't win? What can, what are we going to do? Trump and the Trump administration, uh, uh, they, uh, Trump 
believes in the constitution of the United States. And if he, if he loses, he has the constitutional right to go to the Supreme Court, which is, uh, uh, is his right. And, uh, uh, at, at the end, uh, Trump would, uh, we're not talking about Iran or China or Venezuela, that the, the president will stay in the presidential palace and would never give the, uh, give the uh, the power to the next president. Uh, sadly, this narrative, I've, I've been noticing this narrative all over the mainstream media, which is uh, totally is like, uh, it's not America and it's not definitely uh, what we believe in. All right, Jeff, we gave you enough time to think. What do you think? Right, so the, it's the, the tale of two debates. So I believe that uh, in the first debate, I think uh, Biden was much stronger, um, mostly because of Trump's, uh, you know, interrupting and his criticism that was well, uh, you know, well healed. But I think tonight he was he he was substantive. I think he was on point, and I think he was well mannered. And when it mattered more, most he scored some points for himself so for that reason uh versus the other time two weeks ago or three weeks ago whenever that was he was not on point well-mannered and substantive he did those three things tonight and i think that makes him the winner if trump wins i'm inviting all of you for dinner in dc i want i want i'm only coming if you roll you uh lift warak you make uh, stuffed grape leaves, then I'll be there, okay? I will do that. <laughs> All right, Ifram, what about you? You, If you had to write the beginning of the story, and just so you know, I have to do this. That's why I'm asking you guys to do my job for me. What would be your lead, and how would you summarize the debate and, and our discussion? The first thing I would talk about is the audience that was watching and listening all over America today. And I was thinking about who could be the target of these two men's speeches and debates tonight. And um, what I feel is that um, it's actually um, a very scared America, the America that they're talking to. And, and each of them is using scare tactics uh, with the voters. Of course, Trump is trying to project this optimistic uh, energy, you know, to the voters. But at the same time, he still doubled down on some of the scare tactics he did during his 2016. Uh, again, he called uh, people coming from behind the fence rapists. He said immigrants are going to flood the country. Uh, if Biden wins, the economy is going to be worse than any depression you have ever seen. There's always the scaring people. And Biden at the same time was painting a very dark picture that I don't know how even anyone could find a solution for the dark world that Biden is depicting, especially with the pandemic as well. It's like with him, the pandemic basically has no solution. So, I'm going to say that tomorrow morning we're going to hear uh, Trump slam uh, Biden uh, on the issue of fracking, and Biden is going to slam Trump on the failed leadership on coronavirus. I, I, uh, Trump should should keep slamming Biden about China and Ukraine and about these deals because the American people have the right to know if. 
they're voting uh, for somebody who's corrupt and who's making money through his son. All right. Ed, go ahead. You're going to say something about being the last said, to say something. Everything you said is malarkey. Thank you very much. man. <laughs> <laughs> not true. No, I think he's talking to me, not you, Dahlia, right? <laughs> all right, listen, um, let me just say thank you to all of you guys and, and uh, women, for uh, women, one woman and men, all you professionals for joining us uh, tonight and uh, helping the public understand what happened uh, in this debate. Uh, Ed Gabriel, uh, former uh, ambassador to Morocco, uh, it was a pleasure to have you on there. You're with the uh, American Task Force on Lebanon. Do you have a website you want to share uh, with the audience to get more information? Sure, sure. Uh, well, the, we're non-political, but but the uh, American Task Force for Lebanon, which is a 501c3, is is ATFL ATFL.org. All right. Thank you, Dahlia Alakidi. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, uh, conservative writer, a former candidate out there in uh, Minnesota. Um, is there a website you want to direct people to to get more information? Twitter, my Twitter, uh, at Dahlia Al-Akiri. I'm very vocal. Um, like my president, very <laughs> active on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Jeff Davis uh, with uh, Victory Media uh, Consulting. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on board also. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, how should they follow you or check your views? Yeah, on Twitter's, Twitter's fine at J.D. Davis 33. J.D. Davis, 33. And if from my uh, colleague at the Arab News newspaper, uh, thank you for uh, helping me uh, keep Ooh. the two sides apart. Uh, but I thought you guys all did great. And uh, this is Ray Hanania. Let me just remind the audience that uh, before we say goodbye to everybody, that this week the uh, Arab News newspaper will be releasing the results of its YouGov poll of uh, Arabs in the Middle East, how they view the election, how they view all the different issues. So I believe we're going to be doing that Wednesday during a special radio show uh, on the Arab News Radio. I'll be broadcast on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, and it will be streamed live at the Arab News newspaper Facebook page. All you guys, thank you so much again for taking the time tonight to do this. It was thank it you. was a lot of fun, and you guys are all great. Thanks. All right, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank right, you. Good night.